Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It's Fightful's The Hump with uh, Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. Fightful.com Yeah, yeah! Love how the new intro has the old logo. Nothing quite like it. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. Welcome to The Hump. We got some good stuff for you today, as we always do. Uh, several stories in which we're broken by FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business. But if you're here now, you want your question, you want your statement read right on the air, we are largely tackling things that you want to know, that you want to know more about. Get your super chats in here at YouTube.com slash Fightful and your Humper chats in at HumperChats.com. We had somebody ask earlier on, hey, can I go ahead and leave my super chat? I said, yeah, head over to uh, HumperChats.com. That's how you can get it done. If you want to leave a question for Grapsity on Saturday, there you go. But if you're here, leave a thumbs up. We got Jimmy Van here. Jimmy Van joining such luminaries over the last week as Sammy Callahan, Sean Waltman, Alex Shelley, Swerve Strickland, and of course, Mansois. That was quite the coup, Jimmy. I know you saw that. I did. I did. I, I didn't watch the whole show. I just happened to check Twitter just before I went offline and I saw him pop up. And uh, then the very next thing I did was I popped over to your stream because I know you and I know you got both screens up. And so I wanted to see what's going to happen. And then you called them on the air. And I thought, ah, that's interesting. That's cool. Thanks so, to uh, our wonderful video editor, Rob Bull. I hit him up a little bit ago and I said, hey, can you combine these to where the audio is good? You switch between streams. Ten minutes later, he edited up for me. Um, that was that was a fun time. I would love to do some more shows with Mansois, to be honest with you. like I love his sense of humor. He's an incredibly talented guy. Um, would really like to do more stuff with him. I just didn't know it was a possibility. I love how he's so good natured about everything. Like, yes. like he's, he, he almost jokes about the release. Yeah. Cause, cause obviously he knows he's got opportunities. So I, I, I like how good natured he is and he's kind of self deprecating a little bit sometimes yes. too. So good for him. Good. He seems like a good dude. I don't know him. Seems like a good dude. And it was, it was nice to see him on the show. 
Tom saying that Sour Graps is going to counter this show with a tell-all from Jungle Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to uh, Jocelyn Finney Mullins for becoming a YouTube member. Uh, We do post a lot of like behind-the-scenes stuff and unreleased podcasts over there. I did a tour of my background on the YouTube membership side. Uh, So, yeah, if you subscribe, you you get those as well. Uh, Van Twinblade says, Will Washington's cousin plus Grapsity instant win it was a phenomenal interview phil and reg are absolutely killing it on uh, grapsity and uh we're so happy and especially man when, when they hit me up and they're like hey we got an interview i'm like great makes it easier for me then they say it's swerve i go even better one of the top stars in AEW. uh wonderful but uh jimmy we had some other pretty big reports this week Every time I get ready to put together my little list of stuff, I always think to myself, it's amazing that every time we do this, there's so much to talk about. Like there's there never is. a lull. And so I think we got to start with CM Punk because unfortunately people online are convincing themselves that he's already signed, Sean. They're convincing themselves this is all the work and he's already signed. I told you off the air, I had a few people uh, posted to me on Twitter saying, I think he's going to show up at NXT tonight. People have convinced yeah. themselves and they're very hopeful that he's going to be at the Survivor Series in Chicago. Uh, now, it doesn't help that Punk himself, because he's the ultimate troll, right? So it doesn't help that Punk himself has posted cryptic messages on Instagram. WWE, there's been a few cryptic things that may or may not have been intentional. If they are if they haven't signed him and, and you're going to get into it, uh, Shinsuke doing the GTS was probably ill-advised, I think. But yeah. uh, why don't you go ahead and tell me the latest you've heard about CM Punk and WWE? And if anybody watching this is a WWE is a Punk fan, uh, brace yourself. I guess so. <laughs> so um, I want to explain how this happened because, and I know it's going to sound pretentious, but I don't give a shit. There are a whole lot of people that have no idea how I do my job or how this job is done or the relationships and interactions between wwe and media the other day i had debunked a fake twitter scoopster that said cm punk is signed to a one-year 11 million dollar contract i said this is completely false i got a call from a wwe higher up unprompted unprompted and they said cm punk not only is not signed by aew we are not are not signed by WWE. We are not in negotiations with CM Punk. Now, if it, I had somebody say, can you give me a little hope? If you want a little bit of hope, it is that CM Punk himself made that offhand comment saying, in two months, I'm free as a bird, yada, yada. And if, for some reason, he's under a non-compete, then, of course, WWE can't negotiate with him. However, top talent, and Jimmy knows who this top talent are. Is it safe to say, Jimmy, that WWE is not going to lie or risk alienating these top talents? 100%. 100%. We're outright told he ain't coming in. They're not planning on it. It's not happening. That's what these top talent were outright told. Because uh, I don't just hear from a, a top person in WWE and the top talent and just run with it. I follow up i followed up with people close to punk and people close to punk said yeah the conversations haven't happened now two weeks ago i had reported that punk had either or at least one of his friends had been sort of a feeler asking how should this be approached 
and that he was told should probably just be Vince McMahon. You should probably reach out to him. However, things have changed at least creatively in just the last two weeks, which is another story that we went in the weeds on on FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business. Now, I had a lot of people saying a lot of things. And if you have any questions, get your super chats, get your humper chats in. We'd greatly appreciate it. The top one was, well, of course, they're going to work the dirt sheets. That is not what WWE does with media. They try to work the fans. With the media, 100% of the time, it is you don't get a response, you don't get acknowledged or anything like that if you're chasing a story like this, much less get an unprompted phone call debunking something. Now, I, I want to make this clear and, and clip it. Kyler's going to clip it so I can say this. As of October 10th, this is how things are going to go. I do not know how things are going to go in November, December, January. It's wrestling. Anything can happen. Ultimate Warrior got a ton of shots, and he was batshit crazy. Uh, so another one is, well, of course, they're trying to keep the surprise. No, specifically in that call, I was told that they did not want to set unrealistic expectations for fans watching or going to the show. Now, I will tell you guys, the only two other times WWE in in a near official capacity have done that. SummerSlam, I had reported the week of that Randy Orton was not cleared, was not going to be there. However, there was some internet scoopster that said, oh, he's coming back, SummerSlam. And um, a, a WWE rep hit me up and said, listen, we don't usually even approach this type of thing, obviously, but your your story was correct. Randy Orton is not cleared. He has not been in the ring. He has not been to the PC. He is not going to be at SummerSlam. Obviously, that ended up being true. There was also a time when another internet scoopster, maybe the same one, I don't even know, had reported numerous times throughout, I think, March, April, May, June, that Bray Wyatt was around. It is, his situation was just with creative. Uh, that he could return, any number of things that were wrong. Uh, I knew, unfortunately, that he was sick, but WWE had never provided me that information in an official capacity. But for the sake of debunking the idea that a then-sick Bray Wyatt would be showing up anytime soon, they were like, listen, we know that you know, but you know th this this is accurate in that he's not going to be at these shows he is not cleared there are not creative plans for him and that was the case uh, unfortunately up until a couple weeks before his passing so those are the only other two times that that's happened WWE and really any higher ups in wrestling are not in the habit of alienating media for the sake of advancing a storyline in the sense that they reach out or provide like something that goes a different direction. I can tell you there's numerous times I thought I was onto a story and I hit up Tony Khan and I was like, listen, I'm going to be reporting this. And he's like, well, you shouldn't because it's not true. And then I ended up not reporting it and it wasn't true. Hadn't been lied to. WWE the same way. I've never had a WWE higher up that I've caught lie to me. The, the closest you could put was the Vince related stuff because they sincerely thought that he was gone. And when it's Vince, how can you ever be too sure? Mm -hmm. So for people that are like, ah, oh, well, or want to keep it a surprise, why would they tell the dirt sheets? They told the dirt sheets that no conversations are being had, that he is not signed. They are telling their own top talent. And again, Jimmy, 
talent they would not risk alienating that right now it ain't happening. And I'm saying right now only to protect myself because I know what some dumbasses that don't read are going to say. In two years, if he rolls in, people will be like, well, you got worked on that one, huh? <laughs> Another WrestleMania 41. Yeah, yeah exactly. They did put on realistic expectations, all that stuff. CM Punk is not signed. I saw people say, oh, you're saying currently, so that means they've already done it. Nope, it was in the report. He has not signed. Has not signed. Uh, people close to him claim that they didn't. They haven't even approached or anything like that, and Punk is sort of waiting to see if they, uh, if they do anything like that. Now, DeShire says, your conclusion, if they, if they continue the Punk teases on SmackDown, I asked specifically about this during that call. And that person said, well, listen, a lot of those aren't cleared. Some of that people going into business for themselves. Some of it's them generating buzz. And then one of those top talent, Jimmy, you could probably guess which one said, yeah, I think Corey Graves is probably just trying to piss CM Punk off. Mm. Because if I don't know if you guys know this, one of the first exclusives we ever had on Fightful was Corey Graves going off about CM Punk. And him providing us an on-the-record recounting of the situation. Uh, Joel Wood says, I imagine Punk wants to retire on his terms rather than how he left AEW. So with him going back to AEW unlikely, I can't imagine he's not going to try everything unless he's just done. Yes, this exactly. It has seemed to me, like people that I've talked to, with people I've talked to, that Punk is willing to play ball. However, he is months removed from a physical altercation and 13 months removed from a physical altercation. So I can understand why WWE is like, mm, okay. Now, here's a big part. From what I understand, Triple H was expecting this to be asked at the press conference and was surprised that it wasn't and would have shut it down then. That's I was told that with extremely good authority. Extremely good authority. And then subsequently, a bunch of talent was asking throughout the weekend and Monday, and we're told in no uncertain terms, he ain't coming in. Now, a big talking point I see on Twitter, and a really fucking stupid one, is when I see people going, same thing that happened with Cody, remember that? No, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened with Cody, because yeah, boy is the one who reported everything about Cody. Found out that his contract was coming up, reported as such then i reported that oh he's a free agent right now with the tnt title and then the morning the morning that cody rhodes aew departure was announced i get a call from someone very high up in wwe outright touting the fact that an imminent announcement was going to happen about cody rhodes leaving aew uh, that's one of the many ways I had to jump on AEW and Cody's own announcement is because I was getting verifications left and right that this was about to come. And our report said Cody Rhodes leaving AEW expected to join WWE. Now, uh, this is something that has been verified by Cody, done numerous interviews with him since then. He didn't sign his contract until probably a week or two prior to WrestleMania, contrary to other reports. Listen, I can't help what anybody else reports. I can't help that anybody else said, oh, they fizzled out and oh, it's not happening. I don't care about that. I didn't report that shit. So no, this is nothing like the Cody situation. From the jump, 
Cody left AEW. Punk was fired from AEW. From the jump, Cody was going to WWE. CM Punk is a ship without a captain right now. Not the same. At no point did I have any serious doubt of Cody going to WWE. Where the hell else is he going? Was he going to MLW? No, (laughs) he was going to WWE. So uh, sorry for the rant, but uh, James Stallings says, CM Punk always wanting to play ball when it benefits him as... This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Usual. Ah, I mean, hard to disagree. I mean, the, the shitty thing for WWE, and I know that they're aware of this. People want to believe what they want to believe. People are very easily misled by what they read online. And so the risk is there that they're going to hijack the show in Chicago and they're going to be chanting CM Punk all night. And WWE, I'm sure, is aware of this. But what can you do, right? What can yeah. you do? Like, if, if you don't want to sign them, then uh, it, you just have to get through that show and you have to expect it and you have to move on. So yeah. it is what it is. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I kind of understand both sides of this. I understand the fans that want to see them back. And I understand WWE saying, we don't want that in our locker room. I get both sides of it. What I'd always said was, if it were me, if I was Hunter, 
uh, I would talk to the top uh, people in the locker room and kind of get their opinion. And maybe yes. he has done that, but that's what I would do because I think that they've earned that right. So I, I would gather all the top talent, men and women, and get their opinion. And if they're cool with it, then maybe you do it. But uh, Exactly. Yeah, I see both and, sides of it. And, you know, I had some talent that were like, well, I would imagine that some of these people are, are making these references. That way they have something built in in the event that they do work with him. Uh, so that makes sense as well. Bagarov says, Fightful Select is the best $5 ever spent. How about this? Right after... The hump. We are going to be on the list goes on, and I'm going to break some uh, interesting news about Survivor Series. Big thank you to everybody who has joined as a membership. I'll tell you something I'm excited for today. You taking your victory lap about Vince because let me say, let me tell you, I even put you over on I believe the, the AEW show. I was like, oh, did you? Oh, Jimmy's got some victory laps here, uh, and it, it should be interesting. Parker says, off topic. Want to thank your Bengals for reminding my Cardinals that we are tanking for Caleb Williams. Buddy, I am so thrilled that the Bengals won this Sunday. It will change my mood for the foreseeable future. How do you think the ratings play out? I suspect social media is going to be gross at 4 p.m. Uh-huh. Well, this is a big reason I wanted to make sure we were on the air around 4, Jimmy, whether it be here or the list goes on. I want to react to these viewership numbers, Jimmy. What are you predicting? Uh, NXT is going to win in viewership, not because uh-huh. they're a hotter brand, but because AEW is on a different night. And typically when you switch nights, you lose some of your habitual viewers. Yeah. Uh, and so for that reason, I think NXT will win in viewership. The thing that's funny about all this is that no matter who wins and who loses a week from now, it's not going to matter. Yeah. It's not going to matter. It's not going to mean anything, but, but for this one day, Whoever the you know the fans love, they're going to cheer. Whoever the fans hate, they're going to come up with excuses. Going to last one day, but that's what's going to happen. BL says, "What does it cost for AEW to license a song like the Final Countdown or Fifty Cent Many Men? Does the price differ if it's pay per view, pay per view, or regular TV? Well, it depends on how much or how long they've licensed it. If it's in perpetuity, it's going to be a lot of money. If it's for like a year or two, it can be a lot of money. I've heard six figures. As far as individual songs, I don't know." Like, I can't imagine they paid six figures for many men on cable TV, but I think it I'll, probably I'll depends on, I think it depends on, on, I think it's case by case because I know final countdown, they said cost a shitload. Yes. But then some of the other yeah, metal cause they're tight with edge. They're not paying hardly anything. So I, you know, I think it's a case by case thing. Final ratings predictions for AEW NXT 1 million. No, I don't think either one are going to hit 1 million. No, because they're I'd up be against, shocked. they're up against baseball playoff coverage too. I would love it. Jeff Stone says, I'm going to laugh at all these people who cap on your name, Sean, when Pepsi Phil don't show up. Listen, anything can happen between now and then, but I am telling you definitively the WWE stance as of yesterday. And I'll I'll explain this because I see people saying, yeah, but the same person that told me this told me this. The same person that definitively said no Velveteen Dream ain't been at the goddamn Performance Center before Velveteen Dream posted it himself also uh, clarified this. Brent Lockman says, do you ever see a scenario where Punk would effectively have zero leverage while talking with WWE again? Yeah, now. He met before now. now. Yeah, I think he met before now. Did you ever? Oh, no, I actually didn't. Well, I can't say that I didn't because... Ever since last September, he didn't have a ton of leverage. But before that, no, I didn't think that we would ever be in that situation. Uh, We've got Michael Higgins says, Jimmy, as a hockey and wrestling fans, wouldn't you agree that it would be a smart idea for the Leafs to change their goal song from Hall & Oates to Metalingas' theme of Toronto's own Adam Copeland? 
when you think of the lyrics, so correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, the Metalingus song basically talks about, okay, on this day, I see clearly uh, I've been beaten. Uh, I had doubt. And now I see clearly, do you want your hockey team when they score a goal to play a song that says, all right, we no. sucked, we sucked. And, uh, yeah. and, and we were mediocre, but now I we're, don't. Nah, and that I, is my hockey team. So no, I don't want that. Shame on you. Um, shame on you. That shouldn't and- be your hockey team. Uh, I've been trying to get the Bengals to change their touchdown theme for like a year and a half. I want them to use Jungle Boy's theme or his old theme because it's got the, the the chant and all that. They use Bang the Drum All Day, which first off is like 40 years old. Nobody likes the song. It already belonged to another football team. Very stupid. We had a very generous super chat from Jonathan Corona it says, Sean and Jimmy, do you guys think for the season premiere of SmackDown and Raw, we'll get new stages? If so, how would you create the stage? One more question. Who gets Raw and NXT TV rights? I don't think we'll see anything different from the Tron, Jimmy. I think they like the big, broad Tron. I think, if anything, we might see like a little stage or a little ramp or something like that. I think they are very happy doing exactly what they've done with their stages of late and don't have plans on really spending a lot on that. The season premiere thing is just a, it's just a, a, a broadcast thing because this is the time of year when their new shows debut. So it's just kind of like something that the broadcasters want to do. doesn't really mean anything for WWE in terms of the, uh, the rights. I still think USA retains. Uh, so even with uh, SmackDown, you think they're going to go after Ron? Yes. So because I think, I, yeah. I think USA needs it really badly. And uh, so, yes, I think that USA will retain. I should post an interesting report on Fightful Select in the coming sure. yeah, days, do it. weeks that I think will be uh, interesting as, as to how what I think that, that rides on, basically. TK says, does Punk still have too much heat in the company? He hasn't been there for a decade. Now they brought guys like Bischoff who tried to shut them down. A little bit different there. CM Punk has taken shots at them recently, and there are people... 10 years ago that he was working with that are incredibly influential in the company. Uh, so yeah, he does still have an incredible amount of heat. Shipio says, do you think punk would generally uh, consider impact or is he too proud? I think he's way too proud. I think he sees it as a step down. It says he of all people looks begging for a WDB job again. I don't think he's begging. I think that's why he's waiting to approach or them to approach him. That's why I don't think that there have been talks in that sense. Uh, isn't it possible the reason uh, that they are not in talks with CM Punk is because they're waiting on him to make amends with top talent? There are any number of reasons that could be the reason why they're not in contact with him because he's given them a lot of reasons to not be in contact with them, a, a number of them. So there, there's a ton of them. Like, okay, do you think they're going to fire Chris Amon, who's been there for 15 years? They they had a lawsuit yep. together, like. Which I think WWE funded. They did fund. Yeah. They did fund. Probably an unpopular opinion. I enjoyed the extra time AEW got. Maybe cancel Rampage and Dynamite goes three hours. They want multiple nights, TV rights uh, across those, and I don't think they're going to do a third hour of that because, uh, I mean, honestly, they'll probably do just fine doing Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Is that what comes on after? Does that come? What, what comes, it on, comes on after on before, Dynamite? So you sometimes... Friggin' power slap was on there until they canceled that bullshit. Let's get through here. Um, Okay. Some questions about MJF. Hey, Sean and Jimmy, quick question about MJF. Would it be the benefit of AEW to announce he has re-signed if he has? 
So, Jimmy, we haven't seen a lot of the, the bidding war of 2024 stuff. And I think that's good because it was getting really old. And also, it's a very heelish thing to do to be like, hey, I might leave this company. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this? About MJF? Yes. Um, I think that, so I, I don't know what his motivations are. So, like, I don't know if MJF wants to eventually go mainstream. I don't know if he eventually wants to get into acting. Or if he just wants to keep wrestling and make a lot of money. I think that depending on his motivation, that should choose where he goes. I think if MJF were to go to WWE, he's going to be a very sanitized version of MJF. He can't do the things in WWE that he does in AEW. You can't. Yeah. And so it depends on his motivation. So if his motivation is, I want to I wanna go mainstream, I want to get acting opportunities, I want to get close to Endeavor because Endeavor's got a talent agency and all these opportunities. If that's his motivation, cool, then you, then you approach that. If you just want to make a lot of money to be pro wrestler, I think he's better off in AEW. You probably know more about this than I do. I think he's already signed an extension just because why, would you, give him, why would you give him this much stroke if, if he hasn't? So I feel like he has. He won't outright admit it, yeah. But I believe he has. Uh, yeah. By the way, guys, uh, Andrew says thoughts on the quarters angle last night. Now on TMZ, we are about to get into that. Yep, heavily. And uh, I just want to give. I want to bring. Okay, here we go. Do you heard hear anything about the Juice Robinson quarter taunt at MJF chatter online about the anti-Semitic overtones, semi anti-Semitic overtones, especially given news right now. So we're going to go back to Punk briefly, but as a wrestler, if I, if it was my wrestling show, I would have been like, I don't want to do this. I, I explained a lot of it last night. However, it has been made very clear to me as well. MJF, as a Jewish American, wanted to play out this story on TV and very much views this the same way he does staying in his character in that he is a character on a television show. However, Jimmy... Like I said last night, when he goes to the grocery store, he's still Max Friedman. Yep. And that's the difference of pro wrestling, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of this is brought up. I feel like if this were The Wire or Breaking yep. Bad or The Sopranos or any other TV shows, it wouldn't have as much pushback on it, but a lot of people don't view wrestling that way, and I understand both sides. He wants It's something very important to him that has been on his shoulders for a very long time, but also it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. I think it was up to Tony Khan to be the boss and shut it down. doesn't matter what MJF wanted. Uh, so I, I, I want to explain this whole thing because I saw you and I talked about this off the air, the people that are defending this angle saying, Oh, it's, it's no problem. It's a fictitious TV show. These people don't have a clue what they're talking about, Sean. Like they don't, they don't understand what they're talking about. So I want to explain high level why this was very tone deaf uh, why this showed a complete lack of awareness. And honestly, I'm surprised that AEW did it because usually I always felt like AEW was the company that had their finger, finger on the pulse of stuff like this. So I was surprised about it and I, I want to go into it. First off, I think you know this about me. I know you know this about me. There's two things in business I will never touch, politics and religion. And the reason yeah. for that is you risk dividing your audience. That's why you don't do it. A few years ago when the last US uh, presidential election happened, I said to you, can we try to make sure that nobody associated with Fightful posts anything on social media crapping on either one of the presidential candidates? The reason for that is voters were so divided in the U.S., and they still are, that you risk alienating half of your fan base. Sure. And, for, and for us, the U.S. is our biggest geo, so there's no benefit. Religion is really the same thing. 
even in the best of times, if it was me, if I was Tony Khan, even in the best of times, I would not have done that angle with the quarters uh, because religion is just not something that I think you should touch. But what made and it worse? Go ahead. However, however, I, I want to make this clear as well. When that happened, I said, listen, I'm not going to tell a Latino or a Latina woman she can't tweet about somebody who has been xenoph xenophobic. And, and the same with this. If like it, there was a political candidate that was outright racist against Jewish people, like I ain't telling Joel Pearl to not tweet about him. Like we, we don't pay him nearly enough for that. And even then I wouldn't want to silence him in that sense anyway. That's always been kind of the, the, what's the word? The issue, I guess, is when it's on a personal account versus a business account. And, and there's only so much you can sure, do. Sure. Our FIFO account ain't going to do it. But like, like for me, like I ain't going to tell Denise, Hey, you know, don't tweet about this guy who has been specifically racist to the Hispanic community. Like I, I don't feel like that's my place. Well, in this particular case, what made it obviously worse was the timing because just three days before dynamite, the Hamas attacks happened in Israel that killed over a thousand people. Now I'm not Jewish and, and I wasn't personally offended. And, and you know this about me, I'm not really offended by anything, but I've got Jewish friends that were offended. And this goes without saying, this is an obvious, obvious statement. The Hamas attacks had a very negative impact on the Jewish community and the pro Hamas rallies that took place in various cities afterwards that had a lot of anti-Semitic sentiment. They obviously had a very negative impact on the Jewish community. Emotions right now are running very high within the Jewish community. And so in business, you have to be cognizant of current events. You have to have awareness to do a storyline with anti-Semitic connotations. It was really dumb. I mean, I'm sorry. It was really dumb. Now, maybe if the Hamas attacks hadn't have happened, they could have gotten away with it. But because of the timing of it, it was in really poor taste. Uh, I want to go on to another point about this. But before I do, do you have anything that you want to add about the, uh, the roll of quarters? Yeah, I, I don't think it should be compared to Muhammad Hassan type of yes. stuff. Because I feel, as, I feel like this angle was going to happen regardless. And the Muhammad Hassan thing was something that they started with plausible deniability. And, and I'm going to be real. Ain't nobody here going to tell me they know more about the Muhammad Hassan story than me. Cause I interviewed the guy two or three times for hours at a time, wrote thousands of words about it, know what they told him to do. And then they really, really leaned into guys, a terrorist towards the end. Like as at, before they were just like, he was playing off of the, you know, he was upset about the perception of that. Of Iraqi Americans. That's yeah. how it started. Yeah. Yeah. The things that I, and, and people tried to deny, oh, well, this had nothing to do with MJF's quarter story. Yes, it did. Like he, he admitted that it did. It had like, he, he said it on the air, but I get that. I'm also, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I'm just going to kind of shut up and listen and, and, see you know how people that are affected by this uh say it affects them rock hard says i understand that max wanted this to happen only if it affected mjf i would be okay but he isn't the only jewish american in the country so i think it should have been shut down and brent lockwin says mjf seems passionate about making it work but that part of the world is on fire right now i would have delayed it that was a misstep yeah, I would have probably delayed it as well considering the nature of it and he has been through things that I will never go through and will never experience. So easy for me to say that as well. Now, yeah. because, because wrestling, there's tribalism in wrestling, just like there is in all sports and entertainment. I've seen people online who, again, they clearly just don't know what they're talking about. 
but they're defending the angle for stupid reasons. And I wanted to touch upon some of these. And one of them is, is in defense of Juice Robinson, because this isn't about Juice Robinson. So th this isn't about Juice Robinson was anti-Semitic. It had nothing to do with that. But the, the first thing that people have been saying is, oh, uh, Juice Robinson uses roller quarters all the time. Uh, he uses it as a weapon. It's not an anti-Semitic thing. Here's where this is different. I think you mentioned on the, on the post show last night that he hit Jeff Hardy a few months ago with the roller quarters. Yeah. Here's where this is different. And you already kind of addressed it. So MJF a while back cut that pretty uh, memorable promo in the ring talking about when I was a kid, I dealt with racist bullies. They pull up rolls of quarters and they throw quarters at me as hard as they could. A couple of weeks ago, there was a fan front row ringside that had a sign that said MJF. I dropped a quarter MJF saw it after the fact posted about it online and basically said, you know, I'm glad I didn't see you live kind of thing. Cause he wasn't happy yeah. about it. Excalibur on commentary basically alluded to the fact that that uh, it was anti-Semitic. MJF, when he did the thing backstage later, when he was on the phone with Adam Cole, he said, Juice has opened up old wounds. So yes. anybody, anybody that says, well, Juice has used Roll the Coder a bunch, this wasn't anti-Semitic. In this case, it was. If you followed the story, in this case, it was. So that's the first thing about that. You just, uh, uh, somebody just said, oh, MJF approved it. With all due respect to MJF, he's one guy. He doesn't represent the entire Jewish community. And AEW mm. has potentially offended thousands of television viewers with this. There's no benefit to it. And, and the Muhammad Hassan thing, people are trying to rewrite history to suit their narrative. WWE scrapped it when it got heat. They scrapped yeah. it. So people are just trying to change history to suit their narrative. And then the other thing I was going to mention, you already said, you know, when, when you see Ryan Reynolds... You don't say there's Deadpool. You say there's Ryan Reynolds, the guy that plays Deadpool in the movies. Sure. When you see when you see Roman Reigns, you don't say there's Joe Anawaii, the guy that plays Roman Reigns on SmackDown. No, you say there's Roman Reigns. Wrestling is not the same as traditional forms of entertainment. It's different. You can't get away with things in wrestling that you can in a movie or on a traditional television show. And so, uh, and I think that I think that's something they're trying to push the other direction and say, well, why can't we? I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to be able to get there because yeah. when you do stuff like this, there's always going to be negativity towards it. Whereas you can go see a movie and people just kind of accept that's, that's part of the, uh, the magic of film, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I, I think that AEW we needs also, to pivot. We have this, somebody saying, Jimmy, it's disingenuous to say there were pro Hamas rallies in cities. There were pro Palestine rallies because the Israeli government has kept Palestinian in an open air prison for decades. Uh, I do not have any insight on that whatsoever and no, i'm not, not gonna open my mouth about it i'm not either i mean i there was one in toronto and i saw a lot of actual signs that that were pro hamas based signs but i'm not going to comment on it because i'm out of my wheelhouse on this stuff all yeah. i know is all i know is i know i know jewish people i've got jewish friends uh that were very upset by obviously the attacks by the rallies by the roll of quarters on dynamite uh and this is something where uh, aw they just have to you have to be up up to speed on current events. You have to be cognizant. You have to be aware. I think that they should pivot away from it. And if you want to revisit it down the road, fine. But I think that right now, given the political climate, they shouldn't, uh, they shouldn't pursue that further. I understand where MJF's going. He wants to tell this story, but uh, wrestling is not the same as film. I, I think that they need to take a break. Up. No good way to segue this. Here's an ad read. <laughs> I'm traveling a lot. And when you travel, you got to protect your data. You got to protect your privacy online nordvpn.com slash fightful allows me to do that allows me to browse safely and securely when you go to an airport 
when you go to an arena, a restaurant, a hotel, you're usually connecting to that unsecured Wi-Fi, which leaves you susceptible to having your data stolen, any, any number of things taken from your private connection or what should be your private connection. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes it a private connection with the fastest VPN in the world, a 30-day money-back guarantee, and a ton of other features in addition to that peace of mind that you get when you can browse safely and securely. And I'm talking all your devices. Surface Pro, laptop, desktop, PC, smart TV, router, phone, whatever you're taking with you, NordVPN.com slash Fightful will add extra layers of security to your digital life. You can get a password manager, a file encryption tool. Be safe. Be smart. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And I will go right into our next ad read, Manscaped.com slash Fightful. Uh, Save 20% off your order when you use Manscaped.com and uh, the code Fightful. Uh, They just have an incredible amount of products. Listen. Your balls in the fall need to stay smooth. And you can do that with the luxury full body grooming kit, the Platinum Package 4.0. They've got the Performance Package. It's the all-in-one grooming kit. they got the perfect package for groins. But their individual products are really incredible. I also use their Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It's got beard oil, conditioner, shampoo, beard balm, a travel bag, comb, scissors, brush, all that good stuff. But... They've got a little bit of everything. That lawnmower 4.0 for your groin, for your body. The handyman, which is that compact face shaver you can take around. The weed whacker for your ear and nose hairs. The beard hedger for your beard. But that's not it. They've got boxers. They've got cologne for your body, not your nuts. But they also have the ultra smooth package, the body buffer, all that good stuff. Virtually everything you need to stay clean in the bathroom, they have. They also have great replacement blades sets individual uh products as well manscape.com and the code fightful uh truly one of my favorite products especially when it comes to grooming <laughs> i want to get your thoughts on the tuesday night war in general sean so okay for, for me as a wrestling fan and and i think you're going to agree with me the last couple of weeks for me has been as interesting of a time as i can remember because oh, funny enough that that ties into a super chat that I want to jump in and do okay. in all your years of covering wrestling coverage. How would you rank this year with the punk news endeavor buying WDB Vince leaving and returning, etc. two after last year, that's it. Second after last year, last year was Cody leaving AEW, uh, joining WWE. It was stone cold. Steve Austin returning to wrestling. It was Mercedes and, and, uh, Trinity walking out. It was Vince retiring triple H getting that spot. It was the CM Punk fight. Brawler, it was yep. the craziest year ever. This year is number two to that. And I think this year might get unseated by next year. Really? There you go. Yes, I do. Do you want to suggest why? Free agency. Oh, you think so? Free okay. agency. I think next year, I think specifically the next 18 months could be the most important 18 months of contract related thing in wrestling since 96. I, that's, that's in my opinion, maybe, maybe 2001 with the WCW ECW stuff, but wow. you think it's a bigger deal than Vince resigning and brawl out and all that. I think it could be, 
It mm. could be, depending on the nature of television deals and yep. the way that contracts will be handed out. And uh, Fightful Select will have more on that in the coming weeks. Interesting. Well, very clearly, and I know that WWE lovers don't want to hear this necessarily, but very clearly, WWE views AEW as competition. There's, there's no question about it now. And uh, with Dynamite going head-to-head with NXT this week, we saw all kind of one-upping from both sides which made it really, yeah. really fascinating. So on the NXT side, you had appearances by Cena and Cody and The Undertaker and Paul Heyman, Asuka, LA Knight, Judgment Day. And the first 30 plus minutes were commercial free. On the AEW side, they added the buy-in 30 minutes before. Then they had 30 plus minutes of uh, broadcast of commercial free television. They had a 14 minute overrun. They added Adam Copeland's first match. We don't have the ratings yet. I was telling my wife and she was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's, it was cool because we hadn't seen it in a while. I mean, the, the, the last promotion that tried to compete was impact and they just, they couldn't man. I mean, they had Hogan and Bischoff, you know, years past their prime. They just couldn't. This is, this is interesting. This is the first time in 20 plus years that we've seen a competition between two companies like this. So I thought it was really cool. What were your thoughts on, the Tuesday night war and the whole one upping thing that both sides I loved it. I loved it. Do you think we're going to see more of it? Because I, I don't know what's coming up for dynamite in terms of preemptions for baseball. So yeah. uh, do you think we might see more of this? Because if they get preempted again, possibly, um, possibly, especially because of the nature of, of sports and all that. But I just loved it. I thought it was good spirited. I thought it was, healthy competition and everybody throwing everything they could at the wall. And that's what I want. That's what I want. I don't want anybody to punt in these situations, Jimmy at all. I was surprised that WWE cared as much as they did because they've always treated NXT like the developmental brand. And so I was surprised that they cared that much to beat dynamite when dynamite was off night. I mean, dynamite being off night meant they were already kind of at a disadvantage. So uh, I thought it was interesting. They cared as much as they did. I mean, Taker. At least Cena's been around. We haven't seen Taker yeah. on wrestling television in how long, and they brought Taker in. So yes. uh, I was surprised they cared as much as they did. And it was phenomenal. <laughs> the, this, every, I didn't think that either show was like the best show I had ever seen. I thought both were fun, but man. Bobby says, do you think Carlito will be presented regularly with importance upon his return, or will he fill the roster depth spot that Shelton was in? Roster depth, especially considering he didn't seem that motivated this past week he was there but he didn't seem that motivated uh jake says if punk doesn't show it's a survivor series he won't at rumble yeah i think if it's going to happen it'll happen at survivor series james says i don't agree with jimmy but that's okay i love fightful and people aren't always going to agree that's that's true uh battery leg says chances collision moves to a weekday at some point saturday is a bad day for a show and i miss it regularly because i'm busy over the weekend if i were aew i would really want it to be on a different night. Really, really. The viewership is bad. So when you think about it, so Tony's not stupid. So when you think about the schedule and he has said he doesn't want to compete with football. So that means Monday's out, Thursday's out. Um, When else are you going to do it? Tuesday. I mean, Friday in prime time would be better even. Yeah, it'd be better than Saturday, I guess. Uh, it'd be even better if they were going up against SmackDown, like than college football. I 
If I'm a wrestling show, I would much rather go up against SmackDown than college football because at least then you've got people that like wrestling watching TV at the time. It's true. I don't yeah. know because the one thing that we've seen over the last couple of months is that whenever there's a WWE PLE on, it really seems to take a big chunk out of, di out of uh, Collision. Like Collision seems to have a lower than average number on those nights. Yeah. So I question if they'd get crushed against SmackDown. But uh, I don't know. I, I want to. Do you want to hit some super chats? Well, I wanna, yeah, I want to get through these. Alex Silva says, "Predict your War Games teams, and will it be three teams? I think it'll be Judgment Day. I think it'll be Owens." Sammy, Jay, Cody, and then probably somebody associated with either one. I think Jade and Rhea would be kind of cool to have as the fifth member. Do you think they might do Judgment Day plus members of the Bloodline? Because they've been aligned lately. Maybe plus Solo and Jimmy. Or maybe Roman's Possibly. there too. Maybe Roman's Possibly, there too. Possibly, yeah. Possibly, I think. That'd that, be cool. Now, obviously, they don't want to go too big because then it, the match is going to stay two hours long. But yeah. uh, but I could see them doing some combination of both teams just because they aligned uh, on SmackDown last week. Yeah. Why uh, Solobel says, congrats to Brian, Christian, Adam, Soraya for being able to continue careers on their terms. Yeah, I mean, that's why even when I'm told today this wrestler is done for good, I'm like, maybe, we'll see. Too many of them have come back. Uh, Brent Lockman says, tribalistic nonsense aside, we probably need more nights like last night. Iron sharpens iron, and last night was awesome. Competition just benefits the fan. It, it benefits the fan. Remember how stagnant things were in 2018. And to the point, Jimmy, where when ROH and New Japan announced they were doing MSG, that's when that's when Vince and WWE were like, uh, let's get Hogan back here. We don't even want to risk him waving to the crowd at MSG. Uh, Matt Riddle, we've been putting him on the back burner for years. We don't want him to go to those companies either. It changed a lot of stuff when they saw competition. Sure, and it, it, it's been awesome for the talent too. The talent have another place to work. Jake says, wrestling tribalism is silly. Enjoy wrestling regardless of which company and companies you support. Money for SRS's Bengals season tickets. Yeah, thankfully, it's looking it's looking much more positive now. But uh, What's the record, yeah, two and three it was one and three last week but uh this is where they were last year but they face a much tougher schedule they've lost the first two games of the season each of the last three years they went to the super bowl two years ago the afc championship last year so uh k775 says i have to give becky credit she backed up her words helped get tegan back on tv now zaya might get a shot hopefully this can continue jimmy this is going to carry over into the segment where you're, you're going to be able to take a, a bo dallas victory lap Monday night, almost every woman on the Raw roster appeared on the show, or at least the tapings. We had reported, we had followed up a, a PW Insider report, but honestly, we had said it the week before. This was a Triple H show. It has been the last three weeks, a very Triple H show. And then we get word, yeah, Vince hasn't been involved. Vince hasn't been calling in changes. There haven't been last-minute changes. We don't know if there are extenuating circumstances to that. Maybe he's got a cold. Maybe he had a, a another spinal surgery. I don't know, and that's just speculation. But Will Chisholm says, Jimmy was right with TKO playing Vince. You called it off the top. KE775 says, have you heard anything further about Vince being iced out of creative? 
Do you think he has another ace up his sleeve? And Matt Hennessy sends a very generous super chat and says, got to give Jimmy his flowers. He called Endeavor playing Vince like a fiddle once the merger was done. They removed him from creative. So I want to make this clear. We don't know that he was removed from creative. Mm-hmm. We don't know that he got iced out, played anything. The term I've been using is they bang bust him, Jimmy. They brought him onto the bang bus, <laughs> slept with him. They threw him out of the bang bus without his pants and said, have fun. Although Vince probably would have enjoyed that. Yeah, he probably would have. But you know what? I I want to give a timeline of events because I've been getting props on social media too. But honestly, I'm I'm not a genius. This wasn't hard for me to see. That's why in April, as soon as they announced the merger, before they even closed it, and as soon as I saw Ari Emanuel do that interview with Vince, I knew that they suckered him. I pretty much knew it as soon as I saw that interview. So I, I want to give you a timeline of events. And this is factual. This is not speculation. This is all fact. To sure. kind of see to kind of, kind of see where things are. So first thing that happened, Vince forced his way back in as chairman. That was in January. He forced his way back in as chairman. One of the board members that voted against his return was Nick Khan, right? That's public record. Yes. Nick Khan voted against Vince returning. Nick Khan and Ari Emanuel go way back. They used to work together. Uh, I believe it was ICM Partners. They worked together at a talent agency. They go way back. Endeavor gets a sweetheart deal with the merger. It was a no-cash deal. It was an all-stock deal. And I think the only thing that they had to do in order to get this, this company in an all-stock deal was let this man believe, we want you. We want you to be involved. We want you to be here. There's not going to be cutting a check, but we want you to be involved. You're the man. We love you, Vince. We want you to be here. And Vince went for it. Uh, problem was Vince no longer had majority control. Endeavor had majority control and Ari Emanuel would ultimately be the boss. So they announced in April that they, that they're going to do this merger in July. Vince gets raided by the feds one month after that in August, TKO did a regulatory uh, filing with the sec and they disclosed two significant things. The first was that Vince's shares were exempt from the lockup period, which means they can be sold at any time. Lockup period means that when there's a merger, if you're an existing shareholder, you can't sell until you're past this lockup period. Vince was exempt from that. And the second thing was TKO stated, and I'm kind of reading this based on what they said. They said that Vince McMahon's membership on the board could expose TKO to negative publicity and or have other adverse financial or operational impacts on their business. That's what they put in the SEC filing. Yes. So when you hear all of those facts combined with what we're hearing now about Vince supposedly or apparently not be involved in creative i can't help but think he got played i mean this is this this is what i thought was going to happen in april because i could kind of see it it feels like he got played and um i don't know we'll we'll see where things play out but it wasn't hard to see and with all due respect to vince mcmahon he he's a narcissistic old man who loves people kissing his ass and ari emmanuel went on cnbc live and he kissed his ass for 15 minutes and now here we are where we are. So what do you what do you have to add to this? You often hear that Vince loves it when people go at him and stuff like that. No, he really loves it when people kiss his ass. He does. He does. He does. Look at the people that have stuck around in the company, that have come back to the company, any number of things like that. He loves believing that he is always in control. And he took the deal that made him feel like he was always going to be in control. Now, I don't know if he's out of his own volition or if he was sort of angled out, but Endeavor are not comprised of dummies. They are uh, very, very smart about what they're doing, and they knew exactly what they were getting into. They looked at those numbers last year. They saw that when Vince hit the bricks, those numbers didn't only not go down, they went up. 
Uh, I don't think it's an accident that WWE knows I see the live events reports and are putting in stuff like highest grossing, yada, yada, knowing that I report that stuff. They love touting that stuff. And they were able to tout it without Vince. That's what they were able to do. Um, yeah, man, I think I think that WWE stands to benefit from that as well. Look how many women got on the show finally this past week. Johnny's back. Bronson's getting a win. Yep. I see title, tag titles, main eventing shows. Yep. Cameron Grimes back on the show. Tegan Knox got a title shot. Tegan Knox got a title shot a couple weeks after she was pulled from a show. Um, you got NXT stars back on main event, so they're getting reps in front of big crowds. This is not an accident to me. Yeah, and like we said, like anything could happen, right? We might find out next week, oh, Vincent Mann was uh, sending in script changes. But uh, I don't know. It, it sounds to me like this was systematic. It, it feels yeah. to me like they knew what they were doing. And I, I'm i not going to point fingers and, and, and make allegations. I think Nick Khan knew from the start. <laughs> what was happening yeah. him and Ari are, are tight and it is what it is. And, and uh, I saw somebody in the live chat say, uh, well, Vince is laughing because he got a big payout from the dividend. Vince man doesn't give a shit about that. He's got more money yeah. than he'll ever spend. He wanted power. He wanted to be in control. He wanted to be the man. And, uh, and in that CNBC interview, I remember the, uh, the interviewer was asking Vince about, you know, what's going to happen and how are you going to do this? He's like, Oh, I'm not going to be in the weeds, but, uh, you know, he still wanted to be the man and, and he was chuckling the whole time because Ari was kissing his ass and I don't know, played out like an episode of Billions. It did. And the Fightful, yeah, the Fightful Select report that we had said that uh, members of creative hadn't interacted directly with him this go around anyway, like this year. And some of the, the changes were minimal, except for that that episode of Raw After Mania where I said he was like the Tasmanian devil. He showed up, he ate the script and then just said, ah, whatever. But, uh, a lot of his changes were downplayed, but they still existed uh, this year. And you could tell which ones. And you could tell, even if they weren't creative changes, well, Johnny disappeared, Tegan wasn't on the show, any number of the people you saw weren't on the show because he didn't like them. And the interesting side note on this, going back to Punk, you know, if, if it's true that somebody uh, told Punk's people, oh, you got to call Vince, that could be intentional as them basically saying, fuck off. Because if yeah. Vince, if Vince can only do so much in his in his situation now, that's maybe their way of uh, of kind of curtailing Punk. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting situation. I mean, obviously, it sounds like the locker room's happier. The show's been uh, it's been more fluid over the last couple of weeks. So I actually really like SmackDown a lot when Judgment Day and uh, and the Bloodline kind of came together. Thought that was interesting when you had the. It gave me SmackDown 2000 vibes. Yes, with, it did. Like, like with the DX Corporation type, not DX Corporation, but the McMahon Helmsley yep. era, like a lot of that stuff coming together. And the top four the baby segments. faces in the ring together. Yep. And the crowd is singing Cody's song when he's doing a run in. I mean, it, it was it was a fun show. It was a fun thing to watch. Tracy says, do you think the streaming service could be better for USA for Raw NXT so they can show matches in their entirety and then do ad breaks? Thoughts? Well, if they get paid like four times what they're making now, then yes. But otherwise, no, not for Raw. Maybe for NXT. NXT is such a niche product that I think it could succeed on a streaming service. But for Raw, I think you need that ease of accessibility a lot more. I bet they would love to get Raw on a cable on like a... a over the air network type of thing, but oh. we'll see about that. But imagine what they would have to pay for that. Yeah, you would have to you you would have to pay a ton of money to get them on a streaming service as well. Jeff Stone says, "Put Rampage on Tuesday, Collision on Friday." I would be shocked if they did Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. 
I would be very, very shocked. And not just that, but Rampage now, I think, kind of has negative brand value somewhat. I think NST would crush sometimes it. Sometimes it beats Collision in the viewership. Well, okay. I mean, Collision's been up against some tough competition of late, but... Uh, sure. And uh, Taker says, that right hook from Taker to Braun. Damn. Yeah, he can still throw a punch. Chokeslam is good, too. I'm sure. Yeah. And and I got to uh, say, I got to say, you know, Taker was walking a little bit gingerly going up those steps. But when he got in the ring, he's still a big freaking dude. See how much bigger he was than Braun? Like, he's looking down yeah. on Braun. Like, he's he's a big dude, yeah. man. Anything else you got, Jimmy? Uh, I want to talk about some of the discourse online uh, about uh, AEW ticket sales. Do we have time to talk about that? Uh, yeah, or do we you wanna... have a couple minutes, yeah. So, uh, there's been a lot of discourse on this about AEW struggles at the box office. And the first thing I wanted to say right out of the shoot, this is for all of the AEW haters out there. AEW is never going to die. It is never going to die. So stop thinking, oh, they're dying. That's it. They're dying. They are never going to die. Their financial Something backer. catastrophic would have to happen. Never going to happen. So, so, so Tony himself already has a lot of money. Tony. Yes. But Shad, his father, is a, is a multi-billionaire. And Tony Khan didn't start AEW because he was looking for a new business venture. He did yeah. it because he loves pro wrestling. He AEW, wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. AEW is not going anywhere. So everybody's saying, oh, look at their ticket sales. They're dying. They're not going anywhere. So that's the first thing I kind of want to make clear. Can you, can you give us that same assurance with uh, Fightful? What did I do for the first five years? <laughs> that's awesome. It's also yeah, very yeah. true. So this being said, you know, AEW has been struggling to sell tickets domestically. Every building they're going into, they're drawing less than they did the last time that they were there. And I even Adam Copeland's first match uh, this week, they distributed around 3,400 tickets according to WrestleTix, which is less than they did the last time that they were in Independence, Missouri. And I've read posts on social media from people, uh, you know, armchair quarterback, Sean, saying, oh, it's the booking. And here's my advice on how to make it better. You could argue that the product has cooled off. There's merit, I think, in that. But I think there's two other reasons why they're having issues with their ticket sales beyond the popularity of the product. And so I wanted yeah. to get your thoughts on it. So the first thing is local marketing. I've seen so many posts from people on social media. They didn't even know AEW was coming to their town until a few days before. Yep. And I feel like sure. AEW, they're too reliant on their television show and they're too reliant on social media to promote their live events. But human beings procrastinate, right? Unless it's your core devoted audience, you have to remind them over and over and over again. Otherwise, they're going to forget and they're not going to get tickets. And we saw with Grand Slam, the week before get Grand Slam, I think they had only distributed like 7,000 tickets. They did yeah. a media blitz. They had MGF out there and they had, I think, Sting and they had a bunch of other people. And they ended up moving several thousand more tickets before a Grand Slam. So I think AEW's done a really poor job with their local marketing. Oh, yeah, and I know, I know MGF worked his ass off to move those. He did. Yeah, he did. So, so what are your thoughts, before I get to uh, reason number two, what are your thoughts on the local marketing piece? Local marketing, they got to do better. If I were them, I would be hiring a lot of the people that WWE let go uh, because obviously they did something right to help WWE get to where they were. But also, you, Cody Rhodes helped an awful lot as well. <laughs> like that—that that is undeniable. Uh, no pun intended. That that was important. Um, I've never been a local promoter. In fact, I have avoided doing fightful branded shows because I don't want to become the lonely Virgil meme. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't want to be that. I don't think so, you would, but I, I hear you. I'm probably not either. the one to to give advice on how to draw a crowd from a local perspective. And I, I you know, I've tried to learn more about that, but they, they've got to do better with that. You don't want to become 
you don't want to become like like where TNA was, where you get these big names, but it just didn't move any tickets. It didn't move any, it didn't put any asses in seats. Let me ask you a question because I've been asked this and I don't really have an answer. What's Jeff Jarrett's role with promotions? Do you know? You know what? I could look into that, but I think he does have uh, something to do with uh, live events. Live events, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'd like to know what he does because they they obviously need help in that. But the the other... Dur director of business development. So obviously something that he should... Something. Yeah. Which, I mean, a lot of his stuff, he he would compare himself to like, you know, minor league baseball uh promoters because you know you do gimmicks you do whatever you can to put asses in seats well that's what he did with global force he did a bunch of baseball parks, yeah remember Savannah the other bananas are the the most perfect example of a of a baseball team that isn't a major league baseball team you do goofy shit you do wild shit you do whatever you can to put asses in seats that's it and i know a lot of people are saying oh like do smaller buildings i would love it if they did more intimate buildings like hammerstein ballroom and the globe theater, even like places like that, but they've got most of their places booked out for over a year. So, well, the other issue, and this is something I think they need really need to fix because this is how you piss off your loyal fans. So they need to fix this. They have to revisit their ticket pricing strategy. I have seen so many people on social media, Sean, talk about how, how much more expensive tickets are this time around in the same venue than they were the last time they were there. I saw people that bought tickets to grand slam this year, paying double what they paid for grand yes. slam last year. So they're overpricing tickets. And then what oh. the problem with that is that let's say a week or two before the show, they it's haven't happened to sold. Me. It's happened to you too. It happened to me. I don't get comped or I don't ask for comps when AEW comes to town. Cause I go with like three or four people. Um, and we pay. What's so special about hero bread, soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Paid a great amount of money for that. And then the day of, those tickets are less than half of what we paid. Yes. It's very and frustrating. And yes. it makes me be like, well, guess what I ain't doing? I ain't ever buying tickets that early again, exactly. ever, if at all. Exactly. And the thing is, is that it is your loyal fans that are buying them when they go on sale. Your most loyal core fan is the one buying them when they go on sale, then finding out the day of the show, holy shit, I paid 100 for my seat, and the guy next to me paid 40 Yep. They need to really uh, work on this. Now, somebody asked me on social media, they said, is this Ticketmaster doing their dynamic pricing to constantly adjust the prices based on demand? Ticketmaster does not set the day one pricing. AEW sets the day one pricing. Ticketmaster yeah. does not come up with the promotions like buy one, get one, which AEW has been doing. But AEW has to authorize that. Got Got some news. Don't know if it's out yet. Here in NXT, one big in the viewership. I can find out right now. Uh, 900 ish, 920 ish to in the 600s, it looks like for AEW. So that's that is the information that I'm getting right now. Yeah, and Just, I'm not. Uh, I'm, Usually I go to uh, sports TV ratings to get them fast, but they don't have it up there yet. There so you go. I mean, you know what? People are going to, the WWE loyalists are going to shit on AEW. The AEW loyalists are going to come up with an excuse. I stand by what I said. I thought all along AEW wasn't going to win a viewership because it was on a different night. Not. And if NXT got preempted to Wednesday, I think AEW would win, even if they did have Cena. Well, I mean, they, even when they weren't, 
preempted and all, all that stuff. I mean, they would trounce NXT yeah. on Wednesdays. Although NXT is uh, a better show now than it was then. I want to get to these super chats because we do have to hop over. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jerome says, uh, listen, we did bring this up. We did bring this up, Jerome. What the fuck are you talking about, Jerome? This was talked about. Why are you pretending it wasn't? Jordan Cooper says, Dynamite is here in Louisville in three weeks. I completely forgot. I, I broke the news. Really? I've not seen a single ad for it in any form of media locally. You unless you're tuned in, you'd never know. There you go. That's it. Sean B at the 1117 SmackDown. Where the hell SmackDown? Remember 17 SmackDown. Is that in Louisville too? Where, where, the, where the hell is it? I don't know. I don't know where it is. Can you Can you look it up? I can. I guess I can. Evansville. No, absolutely not. I will not be at Evansville. Sorry. JM Melirita says, do you think AEW would do live house shows again? Not right now. They've got too packed of a schedule. Tracy says, it's a wonderful time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, it is. It is. There's there's plenty of content for you to watch. Multiple companies. Plenty of live shows as well. And as we wrap up, Bear Hudson says, Tony Khan as an owner is really concerning to me. The constant need to name call Triple H and Sean. Also with the juice promo, it's not helping AEW. Listen, I don't give a shit about his tweets. I don't give a shit about his tweets. I used to watch Vince McMahon pull his bare ass out on cable television. And y'all want to talk to me about some fucking tweets. Oh yeah, but, but that was on the show. His bare ass. He had a half dozen grown men kiss his bare ass cheeks on cable television and y'all are upset over some Roddy Strong memes. Get out of here. We're heading over to the list goes on. I want to say one thing quick. I want to say one thing quick. What? When you were number two, I think there's no issue taking shots at number one. It's only when you're number one that I think that you should ignore number two and make like number two is irrelevant. And I think that the WWE loyalists are going to hate anything Tony does anyway. So yeah. I, I, I don't think there's any way to appease him regardless. I don't have a big problem with it. Guys, we are headed over to Fightful Select. Until next time, we're out. <laughs>